Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 4, Chapter 18. A man should not subtly pry into the Blessed Sacrament, but follow Christ submitting the evidence of his senses to holy faith. Christ the Beloved speaks. If you have no wish to drown in the deep gulf of doubt, you must take care not to busy yourself with useless attempts to analyze this sacrament, which goes deeper than the human mind can fathom. Search too high and the brightness will dazzle you. God's powers of action are greater than man's are of comprehension. However, we may humbly and lovingly seek after truth, provided we are always ready to learn from others and strive to walk along those sound paths of opinion laid down by the fathers. He is a happy man who can simply turn aside from the uncharted ways of theological discussion and walk ahead by the sure and open road of God's commandments. There are many people who, in their desire to fathom mysteries too deep for them, have lost all feeling of devotion. What God wants of you is faith in a life of unalloyed goodness, not loftiness of understanding, not a probing of the deep mysteries of God, There are things beneath you which elude the grasp of your mind. How can you grasp those which are far above you? Submit yourself to God. Humble the evidence of the senses before faith, and you will be given the light of knowledge in whatever measure is necessary for your spiritual welfare. Many people have fierce temptations concerning faith in the Blessed Sacrament. This is not to be blamed on themselves, but rather on their enemy, the devil. Don't get worried about it. Don't start arguing with those thoughts of yours. Don't answer the doubts the devil slips into your mind. Instead, put your faith in God's words. Believe his saints and prophets, and the wicked enemy will make off from you. It is often of great profit to a servant of God to have to bear with assaults of this kind. It is not sinners, but those without faith that the devil tempts. They are his already, and he can afford not to worry about them. No, it is those who have the faith, those who are devout, whom he tempts and disquiets in many a way. Go forward then with simple, unaltering faith and approach the sacrament in unquestioning adoration. Leave your worries behind and entrust to Almighty God whatever is beyond the grasp of your understanding. God never misleads you. A man may well mislead himself when he puts too much faith in his own powers. It is with simple folk that God walks to the humble that he makes himself known. 
to little ones, he gives understanding. To the pure of heart, he rends the veil of outward appearance. From those who are in their arrogance, pry into his secrets. He hides his grace. Human reason is weak and may be mistaken. There is no making mistakes for true faith. All reason and natural inquiry must follow faith, not precede it or trespass on its domain. Here in the most holy, the most sublime of the sacraments, faith and love are paramount, causing their effects in ways beyond man's knowing. God who is outside your time, outside your human ways of measuring things, brings about by his limitless power great and unsearchable things in heaven and earth. You cannot track these wonders of his to their author. If the works of God came easily within the grasp of human reason, there would be nothing in them to wonder at. Nothing to make you say they transcended human speech. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is the model for us of what Thomas the Kempis is advising in tonight's chapter? Who is the model of someone who believes and yet humbly seeks after the truth, seeks to understand, but not seeks to understand in ways that are prideful, in ways that are too curious, that are not trying to go beyond what's possible? The Blessed Virgin Mary. Blessed is she who believed what the Lord told her. That's what Elizabeth said at the visitation. Blessed is she who believed. In other words, Mary accepted what the angel told her, that she would conceive in her womb and bear a son. She believed that. That's the starting point. Faith comes first and then understanding. That's what Augustine's great maxim is. I believe so that I can understand. If we try to understand everything first and then believe, we'll never believe. No, we start with what God says. And then we try to understand it reasonably, humbly, piously, faithfully. And when did Mary do that? 
Well, when she told the angel Gabriel, how can this be, she asked. How can this be, for I know not man. What Mary was doing there was not doubting. That's what Zechariah did. Zechariah said, when the angel said to him he'd have a son, Zechariah said, how can I know this? See, he was doubting the truth. How can I know this is true? Mary wasn't saying that. It almost sounds like the same question, but Mary said, how can this be? For I know not man. I have made a vow of my virginity. I have pledged never to know man in a carnal way. So how can I have a child? In other words, Mary was seeking to understand what she believed would happen. She wanted some further understanding. And that's not bad. And the angel said, the power of God will come upon you. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Therefore, you will conceive in your womb and call him the son of God. For nothing is impossible with God. So the answer to her question, how can this be? Is by the infinite power of God, the love of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And then she said, let it be done to me according to your word. She simply went forward with simple, unaltering faith and approached the hidden mystery of Christ in her womb. So when Elizabeth heard the greeting and John the Baptist leapt with joy, Elizabeth and John could not see the tiny savior in Mary's womb. He was hidden there, but they recognized him. How can this be, Elizabeth said, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? She recognized the Lord was hidden in Mary's womb. Well, this is what you and I have to be like. We have to be like Mary. We have to be humble. We have to be faithful. We have to seek to understand the Holy Eucharist according to our ability, according to our place. But not try to think that we can understand everything about it and not think that it's only true insofar as we can understand it. And then, like Elizabeth and John, and like Mary herself, we have to surrender ourselves to the hidden mystery of Jesus Christ. Elizabeth could not see Christ in Mary's womb. Mary could not see him. John definitely could not see him. And yet they believed. They leapt for joy. They acknowledged his presence. And that is what you and I do every day when we come before the tabernacle. Hidden there is Jesus Christ. And not only in the tabernacle, when we actually see the host held up in a monstrance, when the priest holds up the host, behold the Lamb of God, ecce stay, we see what looks like bread. But beneath that, beneath those appearances, which God keeps in being, which God creates, holds in existence, blesses them so that we might receive Christ himself. Beneath all of that is the Lord of glory, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. What we believe about the Eucharist is based on what Jesus Christ said, this is my body. 
because he's the truth, we believe what the truth says. It's that simple. And so we have to beg for simple faith in the power of Jesus' words. And then we have to imitate Elizabeth and John and Mary in surrendering ourselves to this hidden mystery. And what happens when we surrender, we are filled with joy. And like Mary, we are able to bring joy to other people. We're able to allow other people to have the life of faith stirred up within them. And every time we come to Mass, every time we receive the Eucharist, we become more like Christ. His life grows within us. We become more like him. We become more purified. Purified from our sins, purified from our weakness. And think of Mary with Jesus growing within her during those nine months. Jesus maturing within her. That's the model for us all. Imitating Christ because we become like Christ. He makes us like him. We can imitate him because he enters into us and shares with us his own love, his own trust, his own obedience, his own gentleness, his own prudence. Come, Holy Spirit. Help us want to follow Christ. Help us want to be another Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.